You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. <laughs> What up? How we doing? Episode 95. Look at us. Closing in on 100 episodes in over two years. Wow. That's not bad. It's like an episode a week, right? Sort of. That's what I'm... 104. No, it's been like over two years, so it'd be like less than an episode a week. But regardless, we're closing in. Big milestone. Episode 95 today. Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey. As always, of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Victory Tuesday, second victory of the year, first since week four, finally getting the victory after two brutal losses, one by 24 to the Cowboys and one by 27 to the Rams. Finally, another win for the Giants. And listen, it wasn't pretty. I'm not going to lie, it wasn't pretty. Granted, they won by 22 and we've been begging for a blowout win and beggars can't be choosers, but it it wasn't pretty. Because it was 5-3 to three for much of the game. And then they sort of blew it open, the Giants did, and scored all those points later on in the game. Obviously, the touchdown to Dante Pettis, the touchdown to Devontae Booker, um, this and that. So it was, it, they poured it on late in the game, but it, was, it wasn't it was pretty for much of the game. Defense did play well, though, and I want to start there. Defense played great, okay? Finally, too. Through the first six weeks of the year, it was not looking like, for the most part, was not looking like the defense from last year. It was looking wildly different. Now, the defense was strong last year. And that all, all of a sudden, through the first six weeks, much of the first six weeks, especially against the Cowboys and the Rams the last couple weeks, it looked as if the defense was a weak spot on this team. But no, not on, a, not on Sunday. Sam Darnold couldn't do anything through the air. They had to bench him for P.J. Walker. Who knows what Darnold's future in Carolina holds. You know, maybe they trade for Deshaun Watson. Who knows? I mean, I think, you know, it's reported that they're in on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. And, um, you know, who knows what Darnold's future in Carolina is after seven games with the team. So, Giants defense shut them down. They actually rushed the passer. I think they got six sacks on the day. Two and a half of which were from Aziz Ojolari, who's played great. I mean, he had a sack in each of the first three games of his career, then had two and a half on Sunday. So he's played great. Yeah, six sacks for the Giants. So two and a half from Aziz, one and a half from, let's see, uh, Leonard Williams. Jabril Peppers had one. Uh, Prayers up to Peppers, by the way. He just got on IR. We just got that uh, report uh, from a number of different beat writers, including Jordan Ronan, who I sourced in my my, uh, article on EliteSportsNY.com. You can go check it out. Uh, season-ending IR for Peppers. He obviously exited the game on Sunday, ruptured ACL, high ankle sprain. He's done for the year. And that's tough because here's the thing. 
he could have been a potential trade piece. And I was hoping, listen, I love Peppers, but I was hoping from a long-term perspective that the Giants would have traded him because they're not going to extend him at the end of this year. They're not going to. He's a limited safety. He is a liability in coverage. He was not going to be worth the money or the long-term financial investment. And he's injury prone. Obviously, he's injury prone. I mean, he's missed games in each of the three years he's been with the team. Now he's out for the year. But I was hoping they would trade him at the deadline, which is next Tuesday, the, uh, November 2nd. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Because who's, who's going to trade for Peppers at this point? He's hurt. Can't play with the rest of the year. Wouldn't make any sense. So that's that's you could say goodbye to any potential trade scenario uh, in 2021 involving Jabril Peppers. And to be honest, I think his Giants tenure is over. I don't think they're going to extend him after this year. I don't think they should. He's a limited box safety, as I said. He's injury prone, as I said. If they, and I wrote about this, if they're going to keep him, it would be on the one-year franchise tag. But I don't even know if he's worth that kind of money. That's going to be upwards of, what, $11 million or so, I believe. I'm, I don't have the exact numbers right in front of me, but that's going to be a decent chunk and change for a limited safety as well. So uh, I think his, his, his tenure in East Rutherford is over, sadly. Um, wish him the best, though. Prayers up. But yeah, defense showed up Sunday. Okay, and that's it's a good stepping stone. I know this Carolina offense isn't fantastic, and I know Sam Darnold is uh is very pro- is prone to struggling, is prone to on-field issues. But it's a big stepping stone because you got Kansas City coming up, and I know Kansas City is struggling and they're 3 and 4, but they still have Patrick Mahomes and they still have Andy Reid. And then you got Vegas coming up after that, and you got Tom Brady and the Buccaneers coming up after that. This defense needs to make strides and quickly. And the fact that they were able to bring it all together against Carolina and construct that impressive of a performance against Carolina, that's a, that's a good stepping stone to where they want to be and where we want this defense to be. And we need this defense to improve with Kansas City and Vegas and Tampa Bay coming up. So, and this was a good stepping stone. They only allowed three yards, only allowed, excuse me, only allowed three points, only allowed 173 total yards. Uh, Donald only threw for 111 yards through the air. P.J. Walker had to come in. He was 3 for 14 through the air. Not good at all. 33 yards. Chuba Hubbard only 28 yards on 12 carries. So, yeah, I mean, had a little bit of trouble covering D.J. Moore. Six catches for 73 yards. But, hey, I mean, not everybody's going to have a bad game. But overall, I mean, only allowing a team to score three points in this league. Only allowing a team to gain 173 total yards in this league. I mean, that, that's what's going to win you. Defensive performances like that are what is going to win you games. And that was a big reason for why the Giants won this game by 22. So the defense I love to see. And listen, I can't say enough about what Daniel Jones has been able to do this year. I really can't. I'm not going to just talk about the one-handed catch. That was spectacular, obviously. But, you know, he was coming into this game. No Kadarius Tony, No Kenny Galladay. No Sterling Shepard. No Saquon Barkley. No Andrew Thomas. Okay, the offensive line, he doesn't have nearly what the offensive line, the starting offensive line was to begin to commence the year. Week one, it was what? Andrew Thomas, Shane Lemieux, Nick Gates, Will Hernandez, and Nate Solder. Now it's Matt Parrott at left tackle, Skurr at left guard, Billy Price at center, Will Hernandez at right guard, Solder at right tackle. Thomas is on IR. He'll miss at least the next two games. Shane Lemieux is most likely out for the rest of the year. They're optimistic, they say, about getting him back late in the year, but I don't think that'll happen. We'll see. Nick Gates is definitely out for the year. We know that. 
But this banged up offensive line, banged up group of weapons, and Jones played a great game. He did what he could. Okay, 203 yards through the air, 23 for 33. He got the touchdown, no picks, uh, 28 yards rushing. I mean, he executed. He executed. He executed the play calls. I mean, he did what he could, and he's played great. I mean, look at this. I mean, 203 yards and one touchdown isn't an absurd game. That's not eye-opening. But it's pretty impressive when you look at what he had alongside him. Banged up offensive line. Basically a reserve offensive line at this point. You know, left tackle is backup, left guard is backup, center is a backup. In comparison to what they had in week one. Um, dealing with, you know, Darius Slayton in his first game back from a three-game absence due to a hamstring injury. Uh, Colin Johnson... John Ross, Dante Pettis, reserve receivers. Devontae Booker, reserve running back. He didn't have really anybody beside him. And he put together a good game. I cannot say enough about what he's been able to do this year. That's serious. I mean, he's had a... With the exception of the Rams game and then the Cowboy game when he got... In which he suffered the head injury. Jones has played his ass off this year. He really has... I mean, I think he's proven that he he's proving more and more each week that he is the long-term answer at that quarterback position. Like if they have they have their two first-round picks this year, I don't know if it's going to end up where even if they don't win a whole lot of games this year, that they should be looking towards a quarterback. Because I trust Jones more than I trust any of the quarterbacks coming out of college this year. I do. So I, I certainly trust Jones more than Spencer Rattler <laughs> at this point. And I'm sure everybody else would agree with me as well on that. I don't think if Jones keeps playing the way he does, the way he has, and they have those two first-round picks, I don't think they should use either on a quarterback. I don't. Edge rusher, definitely, though. They got to get pressure on the quarterback. And I've said it every week. Get pressure on the quarterback. Okay, If any quarterback has time to operate in the pocket, they will dial it up in this league. Giants had what? Six sacks on Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold had what? A poor performance. It's not rocket science. Get pressure on the quarterback and good things will happen for your defense. It takes the heat off of your secondary. Get pressure on the quarterback, good things will happen. That's what I, and that's what occurred on Sunday. Giants got pressure on Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker. Panthers scored three points against a defense that gave up 38 points to the Rams the week before and 37 points to the Cowboys the week before. Obviously, that final score was 44-20 to in the Dallas game, but Dallas had the pick six. So, 38 points against Los Angeles, 37 points against Dallas. Giants only gave up three against Carolina. Why? Because they rushed the passer. That's what you got to do. And I'm glad they did it. So, who's getting traded? I don't know. Deal? Trade deadline is seven days away. Next Tuesday, November 2nd. Peppers is not going to be traded, as I already said. Evan Ingram might go. Saquon Barkley might go as well. Darius Slayton might go as well. The problem with trading Barkley, though, is you're not going to find... Listen, Barkley's going for a fourth-round draft pick if he gets traded. That's what's happening. If Saquon gets traded, he's going for a fourth-round draft pick. That's just... He, I, he's not going for... Don't think that you're going to get that Dave Gettleman is going to get a second-round pick for Barkley. Because since his, he's injury-prone... He's injured he's injured right now. He hasn't played since week five. Missed the last two games. 
And what does he have to show for besides that 2018 sensational rookie season? He missed three games in 2019. He missed 14 games last year with the torn ACL. And he's already missed two games this year with the uh, ankle sprain. So you're not going to get much more than a fourth rounder for Saquon. For Engram, I would say fourth or fifth rounder just because I think he has a lot of respect around the league. Listen, he made the Pro Bowl last year, and 66% of the Pro Bowl vote is courtesy of players and coaches. And Engram somehow made the Pro Bowl last year after dropping 11 balls. So it's clear he has a ton of respect around the league if a lot of guys are voting for him, even though he dropped 11 balls. So I think you could get a team that would give up a fourth or fifth round pick for him. Slayton's probably worth a sixth rounder. Some would say maybe that Dexter Lawrence is a trade piece and Lorenzo Carter. I'm not sure if I would believe that. I think they value Dexter Lawrence. They're not trading Dexter Lawrence. He's only he's only in his third season. I know Darius Slayton's in his third season, but they value Dexter Lawrence on the defensive line more than they do Darius Slayton in the receiving game because, you know, Dexter Lawrence is actually a starter. Darius Slayton has descended the jet chart after the signing of Kenny Galladay and the signing of, um, excuse me, the, the drafting of Kadarius Toney. And the offense obviously prefers Shepard over Slayton. You know, Slayton's a fourth string receiver. They don't necessarily need him. So he's definitely much more inclined to be a trade piece than Dexter Lawrence, as well as Lorenzo Carter. So, but I think the three that could go, I'm not saying they all will go. I'm not saying any of them will go. I can't predict the future. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm not in that front office. But I think Darius Slayton could go. I think Engram could go. I think uh, Saquon could go. But we'll see. There's a week left until that period. I think it's uh, November 2nd, Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern time is when the trade trade deadline happens. And when they make moves, and if they make moves, we'll be here to talk about them. Uh, next week on this very podcast. But for now, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 95 of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey of Lead Sports New York and the Lead Sports Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter, at Ryan Honey ESNY. That's at Ryan Honey ESNY. Listen to and subscribe to the Wide Right Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Iron Radio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And all right, I'm out of here. <laughs>